Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Lamed Beis and Beis, the bottom line. So just to review what's going on, we have a rule that Ein Loiku Meshalim, according to most Tanoim, outside of Rav Meir, you do not give lashes and money for one Avera. So the question is, if you have two, which one do you go with? Do you go with Malkus or do you go with money? Now, this is Negea because our Mishnah is talking about a case where a person is Ma'anis, his sister, that has with it a knas and it also has with it lashes. So our Mishnah said money, the Mishnah in Kedushin said lashes, and the question is, which is the main psak? So it was Machleikas between Ula and Rav Yechanan. Basically, it goes like this. When it comes to Choyvel, Choyvel Bechavero, if you punch your friend... So you owe him money, and you owe him lashes, and you get, you're supposed to get lashes, and you pay money. So money over there, it's money. Edom Zomen, money. So the question is, is that the exception, or is that the rule? Ula has a Gzer Shava that Tachas Tachas, it says Tachas by rape, and it says Tachas by Chayvel, just like by Chayvel it's money, so to by rape it's money, and that's why he always feels that in general, whenever you have a choice of money, and lashes, you go with money, it's learned out from Chayvel. Rav Yechanan disagrees. He feels those are the exceptions, not the rule. And therefore, when you have an opportunity to give lashes or money, you're always going to give lashes. So the Gemara wants to know, Rav Yechanan, why does Rav Yechanan not like what Ula said, which is, you have the rule by Chayvel, you have the rule by Edom Zayman, and he's learning it out from there. So why does that not work? Why, is that not, why, why would you rather say they're the exception than the rule? So the Gemara says, because Meaning, here's the problem. If you don't give them lashes, that means that you're making a losase nothing. You're taking a losase, which should bring with it lashes. And if you don't administer lashes, then you're mevatalit. So Rav Yochanan doesn't like, in our, let's say in our Mishnah, just focus on our Mishnah alone. Just started. Just the beginning of Lama Gimel and The reason why Rav Yochanan doesn't like saying that our Mishnah, if one is Ma'anis' sister, so you have money and lashes, that you should just give money, because then what happens to the losase? You make the losase null and void. So now the problem with that is, the Gemara's response to that, and the reason why that's not a good taina, is because you could ask the same thing, chayvel, right? Every time you hit your friend, you punch him in the face, so you have to pay for the damages, that's money, but there's also a losase. That should bring with it lashes. But we said in yesterday's daf, we have a pasuk that said, you give money. Why don't you say the exact same thing? You're mavatal alosase. You rendered alosase meaningless and void. What's the answer? The answer to that is, there are circumstances where you do give lashes. I'll give you an example. You hit him in a way that did not cause uh, financial damage, meaning you hit him and it was pachas mishavapruta. So over there you do give da- uh, lashes. As long as there are scenarios where the lashes are still administered, then you're not mavata the losase. So to what it is over here with rape, if you're ma'anis, a girl that's not a naira, she's above the age of a naira, she's 20 years old, there is no knas and there is lashes. So therefore your reason to not administer lashes, to, to administer lashes because you don't want to mavata the losase, there's, there's no concern of bitol because there are circumstances where the losase does apply. And as long as there are circumstances, it doesn't have to be the majority. As long as it exists, then that's a reason that, that, that you don't have to be concerned about mavatol The Gemara says in the beginning of Lama Gimel, nami. I, you're telling me that if you don't give losase, then you're uh, nullifying a losase if you don't give lashes. Then every time you're chayvel, imkein batalta la yosef and yosef, what about the losase? Edim zomen nami. Edim zomen, right? If someone, Edim zomen, if you made up a false accusation that he owes him money 
What's the halacha? You have a losa say that she did, which should give you lashes, and and uh, you owe him money. What do we say? Money. Ah, what am I about to losa say? What's the answer to both? Why is Edom Zomen not a bit say? Why is it, why are you not nullify the Lose? Because there is a circumstance of Edom Zomen. We do give lashes. What's the case? The case is that if Kohanim, who are Edom, lie about another Kohen and say that he's a Puzzle Kohen, what's the halacha? You might think that we should make them Puzzle Kohen because the rule of Edom Zomen is that whatever they try to administer, they get. There's a special drush in Makis, they get lashes. So if you have two witnesses that are Kohanim, who get up and lie about this guy in court and say, he's a puzzle Kayan. He's a Kayan, but he's puzzle. And they were lying. What's the halacha? They get lashes. That's a case of Edom Zomen getting lashes. So the Losase is not nullified. Therefore, under most circumstances, by Edom Zomen, they're just going to pay. I, what about the Bittal Losase? It's not a Bittal Losase, because there are circumstances where the Losase is applied exclusively. Yeah, 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 you know. Uh, it's, uh, you'll pick it up. It's it's not. You'll it, it's okay. it's going to take. It's based on continuation of yesterday's doc. So let, let, you'll, you'll pick it up. So the Gemara says. Uh, and hitting your friend also, you could have the losa say if you hit him where the damage is less than a shavapruta. So so too over here by a sister. If you manis your sister and she's over twelve and a half, there is no money, and there's going to be losa say. There's going to be lashes. Therefore, that cannot be the reason why Rav Yechonon does not like Ula. So we're back to the original problem, which is that Ula feels that whenever there's lashes and money, you go with money, and he learns it out by, let's say, a case of rape. He learns it out from uh, Tachas Tachas, that he learns out with Gzair Shava to Choyvel. Rav Yechonon doesn't like it. So why does Rav Yechonon like it? So first, our Svara was, he Besvara doesn't like it, because Yimavata Allah to say that. That's not good. Rather, why doesn't he like it? You know why he doesn't like the drasha? Again, what did Ula say? Ula said that it says the word tachas by choivel. It says the word tachas by rape. To tell you that in both cases, you just, do, you just give money. Rav doesn't like that. Why not? Because he uses tachas for something else. What does he use tachas for? If a person is ma'anis a woman, he rapes a woman, what does he pay? He pays, we said this in uh, two days ago, Daf. He pays a penalty. In addition to that, he pays tsar, boishis, and, and, and pagam. So those four. Now the question is, how, how do you know that? Maybe the penalty that the Torah gives covers all financial stuff. Maybe when the Torah says there's a knas, that's the only thing you have to pay. Because how do you know that? Because it says tachas sherina, that you're paying... In, instead of the, the pain that you did, because you're ma'anasar, you pay for this, which implies there's other things you have to pay. Meaning, this knas does not cover everything. It's It just covers the fact that you raped her. But the other things you still have to pay. So he uses tachas for that. So he doesn't have tachas extra for Ula's drush. So the Gemara says, the Ula, so how does Ula know that there are other financial things? Because he uses Tachas to, for a different Drasha. So, Nafkale mid the Rava, he learns it out from Rava, Domer Rava, Omer Kra, Venosan Isha Shachevi Malavia Naira Hamish and Kosef. The Pasuk says that if a man lives with a woman, he gives the father 50 coins. Hanoshriva Hamishim. You're paying 50 for the living together. Which implies there are other financial obligations that you have to have. Fine. Now, 
now we could pick it up. This is a sort of self-contained. And that is, we said in yesterday's daf that Edom Zoyman, every time you're, again, let's figure out what, just remind us what the case is. Edom Zoyman means there are two witnesses that are lying. They get up in court and say, A owes B money. Complete lie. They're caught to be lying. So what's the halacha? There's two problems that they have. They have lashes that they shap because they did a losa say. But <clears throat> they also owe A money because they were trying to make him lose money. So what's the halacha? We said yesterday's daf, they just pay. No lashes, they just pay. What, and we had a source for it. Now the Gemara gives another source that they just pay. Ravalazar Oimer, Edim Zaymim Maynim Shalmi Milkaloy Loki. Ravalazar says, You want to know why they don't, give la- they don't get lashes? Because they didn't get Hasra. Very simple. They can't get lashes because they never get, got Hasra. In order to get lashes, you have to be warned before. Adam Zoman are never warned because you don't know that they're going to lie. So there's ne- they're never warned. So because they're not warned, that's why they don't get lashes. Now, by the way, there are circumstances that they do get lashes, and Rashi explains that's because in that scenario, it's Xer Sakasa that they have to get lashes. But in general, they don't get lashes because they were not warned. Now, here's the problem, by the way. I'll just say outside the problem, then we'll see it inside. The problem with this is, that also means that, don't, don't you kill Adam Zoman? If they try to get someone killed and they get killed, that's without warning too? The answer is yeah. Right, that has to be without warning. Why? Because Adam Zoman, understand this. This is very important. We're saying right now that Adam Zoman don't get lashes because they don't they don't have hasra, which implies that they need hasra. Here's the problem. No, they don't. We're going to prove that Adam Zoman do not need hasra. They're the exception to the rule. Why? Every time, what's Adam Zoman? They get exactly what they were trying to dish out when they were trying to get this guy killed. They were trying to get him killed without hasra. Right. They got up in court and said, he was Michal Shabbos, right? And he's supposed to be killed. Now, obviously that guy didn't get warned because it's a lie, which means they were trying to get him killed without Hasra, so they get killed without Hasra. So you see that Adam Zoman actually does not need Hasra. So the Gemara right now is saying that Adam Zoman need Hasra, and because they don't get Hasra, they don't get lashes, the Gemara is going to reject this, and the Gemara is going to prove that Adam Zoman don't actually require Hasra at all. They're the one exception to the rule. So the Gemara is let you see it inside. Reloza says they get money, they don't get lashes, because you can never warn them. I'm a Rava. Rava says, I'll, I'll prove it to you. Teda, I'll prove it to you that you never warned them. Because Nitru Buhu Amas, when are you supposed to warn them? Nitru Buhu Meikara. Here's the thing. Can we warn Adam Zoman? Now, you never know they're going to lie until you're, they're proven to lie. But you could always warn them before. You could warn witnesses. Every witness before they get up. You could just say, hey, if you're lying, then you're going to be punished. Now, the problem with that is it's a practical problem. Why? When do you warn them? Let's say their, their, their court case is Monday. If you warn them, let's say Matzei Shabbos, a couple of days before you go to their house and say, "Listen, we know you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna testify. If you're gonna lie, you're gonna get the same punishment." The problem with that is that's too far in advance. Ishtali, they're gonna say we forgot. You can't warn someone days before the act. Okay, you say, okay, fine. So right before they get up, as they put their hand on the Bible and their hand up, right, they say, hey, if you're if you're uh, you're gonna get punished. What's the problem? No one's gonna testify. 
We don't want to scare away witnesses. We actually want people to testify. Imagine if every time you testify, which is a stressful thing as it is, and you're making an oath and it's scary, and you're in front of a Bezdin, you get up, and as you're getting up, they're warning you that if you're doing the Aver of Eden Zayman, you're going to get the same punishment. It freaks people out. They're going to stop, they're going to stop uh, testifying. If you're not lying, why would you be scared? I don't, I don't People get are that. still scared. You're pulled over by a cop, even though you've done nothing wrong, you're still nervous. It'll stop people. You ever done a deposition? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, a scary, it's a scary premise. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. Find it and to, and to warn them after they testify, might have a have, it's too late. So because there's a practical issue, you can't give asura, therefore, therefore they don't get lashes. Maskevah Abaya, Abaya says, wait a minute, you could warn them right after they do it, works. is within three seconds. As long as they finish their testimony within three seconds, if you warn them, it works. So why can't you do that? Or, as long as you started. As long as you start the explanation, that's fine. Or, an easier one. You could warn them days before. Ah, you said they'll say they forgot. As they're about to go on, you'll say, remember what we spoke about. So that way, that way they, they, they're reminded, but it's not aggressive enough to scare them away. So why can't you do that? What's the answer? So the Gemara says, Amr Lav Milsi. Abaya says, I disagree with your entire premise. Your premise is that Adam Zomid need warning, and because they don't get warning, they don't get lashes. I disagree with that premise. They don't need Hasra. They are the exception to the rule. Generally, in order to be punished, you need Hasra, you need warning. These people don't. Why? Here's the problem. Every time they try to get someone killed, they're trying to get him killed without Hasra. But they need Hasra? No. Asisla means they get exactly what they were trying to dish out. They were trying to get people killed without Hasra, then they get killed without Hasra. Right? They're trying to get people punished without Hasra, they get punished without Hasra. Kasha Zomam tells you that this is the exception. And therefore, there, there is no need for Hasra by Adam Zomman. Because Kasher Zomam tells you there's no need for Hasra. Now the Gemara has one quick question to this, and that is, the Halacha is, generally the punishment that Adam Zomman get, which is they get whatever they were trying to dish out, that's learned out from Kasher Zomam. There's one punishment that they get that's not learned out from Kasher Zomam, and that's lashes. I mentioned before, if let's say you have two witnesses that are Kehanim, and they get up in front of court, and they testify about another Kayan, that that Kayan is a, is a Puzzle Kayan. So you'd think, Kasha Zaman would say, that they should become Puzzle as well. Right? They're getting what they're dishing out. The Allah is no, they get lashes. It's learned out from a different Puzzle. If it's learned out from a different Puzzle, maybe they should get Hasra in that case. Meaning, if the punishment is from Kasha Zaman, so it doesn't need Hasra. But this punishment is from a different losase, so why don't we need Hasra in there? It's a side, it's a side uh, technicality. So the Gemara says, of According to you, that Kasha Zamam is the exception that they don't need Hasra, then Ben Grusha, Ben Chalutza, Deloy Mekasha Zamam, Kamisrabi, then the punishment of Ben Grusha, Ben Chalutza, which is not learned out from Kasha Zamam. It's from a different losase. Why don't you need Hasra then? The answer is by Kashazom it says which means all punishments have to be the same. So because in general Adam Zoman don't require Asura, they never require Asura. Even if it's a technicality, it's learned that from a different possible.
Correct, and then they get lashes. So, therefore, even though technically that low sase should require asara, but we, we say all the halachas of Edom Zomen are the same. Okay. Now, here's the deal. From here until the two dots, um, the Gemara is going to be doing with the following. Let me, let me explain. We said in yesterday's daf that that if you punch your friend, so every time you hit your friend, you beat him up, you have a financial obligation to pay for the medical bills and all the financial stuff. We also did a losa say, so you should get lashes. What's the halacha? We don't give both punishments. So which one do we do? Money. We never give both punishments. We never give lashes and money. We just do one. And we said yesterday, you do money. You just have to pay. You don't get lashes. So you just pay for all the monetary stuff, and then, and then you're fine after a, a fight. Um, but you don't get lashes. Now, yesterday we had a pasuk to prove that. There's a pasuk. Now we're going to have a different pasuk. Now this other pasuk is a lot more, it's more complicated to understand, but it's got a lot of steps. I'll do my best to explain it. So the Gemara is like this. Here, I just want to get the pasuk open. It's a pasuk in Shemais. Okay. Okay, the Gemara is like this. Um... Rav Shisha, Brader of Idi Omar, Chayva Bechaveroi, if you beat up your friend, Nam Mayn Mashal Milkoilaki, as we said before, you only pay money, you don't get lashes, but what's the source? He has his own source, Mehacha. Okay. The source is like this. The Pasuk tells us, I'm going to tell you outside and then we'll see it inside. Uh, I'll do my best to explain. The Pasuk says like this. Bechiyaki Ish, I'm sorry, here. Bechiyinatsu Anashim, I'll tell you outside. You have a fight between men. Vinagfu Ishahara, and one guy is trying to punch, Reuven is trying to punch Shimon, and instead of punching Shimon, he punches Shimon's wife accidentally, and she's pregnant, and she loses the baby, as the Pasuk says. So Reuven's trying to punch Shimon, and he accidentally punches Shimon's wife, and she loses the baby. So the halacha is that he has to pay for the baby, for the, the loss, the financial loss that it's affected her. But the Pasuk says, But if there's a tragedy, meaning if Reuven's wives die, meaning instead of killing the baby, he kills the woman, he punched her hard enough that he killed, he, he punched the wrong guy. He was trying to kill Shimon, and he killed Shimon's wife. Nefesh tachas nefesh, life for a life. So the simple explanation of, is Machlekes Tanoim of how to understand this Pasuk. The Gemara is assuming it's the following explanation, which is, he was trying to kill Shimon, and instead of killing Shimon, he killed Shimon's wife. The question is like this. Let, let me ask you a question. Let's take a step back. If you're trying to kill A and you kill B, do you get the death penalty? Yes. So it's a machlekes tanoim. It's a machlekes tanoim. According to one of the Rabbonim, yes. According to Rav Shimon, no. Rav Shimon holds that if you, um, it, it, because you didn't intend to kill that person, you intended to kill someone else, you only have to pay money. It's again, it's, it's a machlegas tenayim. So right now we're assuming that we're following the sheet of the Rabbana, which is that when Reuben was trying to kill Shimon, and he kills Shimon's wife, he gets a death penalty. Which means that right before he throws the punch, understand this, right before he throws the punch, he's being warned, hey, right, to give someone the death penalty, that means they're warned. Right? You can only get, you only get the death penalty if you're warned. Which means right before someone threw the punch, they warned them and said, hey, if you kill somebody, you're going to get the death penalty. 
If he kills her, he gets a death penalty. What happens if he didn't kill her? He just broke her nose. What do we say? Money. Now, the Gemara assumes that if you warn someone for death, and they're not supposed to get death, that is a legitimate warning for lashes. Meaning, when he throws the punch and he doesn't kill the woman, but he hurts the woman, he is now warned for lashes and money, right? Because the warning, right? He's given the warning. It's one punch that he's thrown. He's given right before he punches. He's warned, hey, if you kill her, you're getting the death penalty. But before, instead of killing her, he breaks her nose. So what's the halacha? We're assuming, so he was not warned for that. He was warned for death. But we're assuming warning for death is a warning for everything less than that. So he was warned for lashes, which means right now when he broke her nose, he was warned for lashes and he owes her money. And what's the halacha? Money. So you see when there's lashes and money, you pay money. Now that's the, the proof. Now the problem with that is it's, it's anytime you have a proof that's working on many layers, it's very easy to Jenga, to pull one thing away, the whole thing. Right? It's assuming... It's assuming a couple things. It's assuming that when it says nefesh tachas nefesh, it means that we would give them the death penalty, right? Because it's assuming that when you try to kill A and you kill B, you get the death penalty. So he's warned for death. It's also assuming that warning for death and then the person doesn't have to get death is the equivalent of also now he's warned for lashes. That's assuming that too. Anytime you're dealing with multiple assumptions, the Gemara is just going to pull one assumption away and the whole thing's going to fall. The deck of cards is going to fall apart. What are the odds before you punch someone, you're getting warned? Well, that's why the Gemara says, that Rav Akiva says, they would rarely kill people back then. That's why if you'd kill someone more than 70 years, it was a, considered a murderous bezin. They, they rarely would give a death penalty because of this. Now, the Gemara, let's just see the Gemara inside. The Gemara says, how do I know that anytime there's lashes and money by, by injury, you go with money over lashes? Because it says like this. Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 they, they would had ways like that. People don't think like Chazal were not just going to let murderers go. They had ways of figuring it out. Um, no, 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 no. They 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 had ways to punish. But the, like the Gemara says that if they if they had uh, witnesses but no warnings, so they know the guy did it. Um, or warning but one witness, so there was technically a technicality loophole. They would just put you in a cell and eat you, eat and, and you and you would die. So the point is, there there were ways to do it. So the Gemara says like this. Here's the source. The pasuk says that if A hits the woman instead of Shimon, Reuben hits the woman instead of Shimon, and she loses the baby, you have to pay for it. But if there's a tragedy, then nefesh tachas nefesh. Ravalozer explains that this is talking about someone who tried to kill. Him. This is not just a tussle that went out of wrong. He was trying to kill. Reuben was trying to kill Shimon. Meaning, so therefore, if he's trying to kill him, and nefesh tachas nefesh means the death penalty, means that he's warned. So If he's not warned, I'm Mikdal, you can't be killed. Which means, before he throws the punch that either ends in death or in injury, he is warned. It must be that he's warned, do not do this or you'll get the death penalty. Now, if he doesn't kill the guy, we assume that that warning for death will cover warning for injury as well. A warning for something more severe, which is death, would be considered a warning for lashes as well. And the apostle says, That means that when he throws the punch and he's warned for death, and he doesn't kill them, he hurts the woman, he breaks her nose, that means that he is now warned for lashes as well, because warning for death covers anything less than that. So he's warned for lashes, so he has lashes, and he has financial. What's the halacha? Financial. So you see that when there's lashes and financial, you go with financial. The Gemara picks apart this proof with the following multiple ways. Maskler Ravashi. 
First of all, your assumption that warning someone for death is the equivalent of also warning them for lashes, maybe not. Maybe there is no lashes in this case. Because when the guy's about to throw the punch, they say, hey, don't do that, or you're going to get, get killed. So if, if the person dies, he gets killed. But if the person doesn't die, he has no warning for lashes because he was never warned that he's going to get lashes. And warning for death is not equivalent of warning for lashes. Imtim Merhava, point number two, even if you believe that warning for the more severe is, is considered warning for the less severe, why do you assume lashes is less severe than death? Maybe lashes is worse than death because torture is considered worse than death. So maybe lashes is considered worse than death. Now, the Gemara is going to reject this in a moment. Go to the next page. Maybe lashes is worse than death. Because we know the Hanani Mishal and Azariah were willing to give up their lives. They jumped into the furnace. But the Gemara says that had they been tortured, they wouldn't have. Meaning, they were willing to die, but not to get tortured. So you see that pain is worse than death. Now the Gemara rejects that. The Gemara says, yes, torture is worse than death, but not lashes, because lashes has a finite amount. Meaning, you know going in, it's going to be 39 and not more than that. That's not worse than death. Being beaten, and you don't know when it's going to end, that, that's worse than death. But, but that, therefore, that's not a good point. But one more point. The Gemara says one last point. Your whole assumption is based on the premise that when the Pasuk says nefesh tachas nefesh, it means the death penalty. And even though Reuben was trying to kill Shimon and he ended up killing Shimon's wife, he would get the death penalty, even though he did not kill the person he intended to. And because there's death penalty, that means there's warning and triggered the whole proof. Maybe this Mishnah, maybe the Pasuk is following Rebbe. And that Rebbe Shita is that if you kill the wrong person, you just have to pay. And there is no death in this entire parasha. This entire paragraph of the Torah is not dealing with any death penalty at all. And therefore, there is no proof about warning for death, warning for lash. There is no death. It follows Rebbe that if you kill the wrong person, if you're trying to kill A and you end up killing B, you don't get death. You have to pay. So therefore, this entire proof is poof. It's gone. So the says, okay, I have a different proof. I have another po- proof. The Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk says right before that, if there's a fight, one person takes a brick and hits the other guy in the head. So here's the halacha. He falls into a coma. So what's the halacha? So if the person dies, then you get the death penalty. But if the guy gets up and is better... Then, 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 then you just have to pay money. Okay. So now here's the question. So the Gemara says, I don't, I understand. You're telling me that, so you hit the guy. So you hit the guy with a brick and then he's walking away. Of course you're not going to get killed if he's walking fine. So rather, what happens? So let me ask you a question. You hit the guy with a brick. The Pasuk says that he falls into a coma. If he dies from the coma, you get the death penalty. If he recovers, then you have to pay. What if he was sick before and you hit him and like... So that they'll have to figure out. The Mepharshim do point out that it has to be that they'll they'll uh, able to figure out that the death was caused due to your hitting. But the point is like this. Again, that means that you're getting the death penalty if he dies from the coma. Yeah? That means that before you hit him with the brick, you were warned. Right? Because again, you're not getting the death penalty unless you're warned. Which means you're warned before you hit him. Do not do this, you're going to get killed. You hit him. He goes into a coma. If he gets up and walks away and is fine, that means that you didn't end up killing him. 
but you did something that would sh- that requires money, and if your warning for death covers the warning for lashes, then you should get lashes as well. And what's the halacha? You pay. So you see when there's lashes and money, you pay. It's the same exact gemara, and that's assuming that warning for death is the equivalent of warning for anything less than that. We assume that lashes is less than death. We assume that the warning for death covers the warning for lashes, and therefore you have lashes and money, and you get money. It's the exact same Gemara. It's going to do it fairly quickly. Gemara says, Rather, when the guy hits him and he goes in the coma, we put the guy in prison, because we don't know if he gets a death penalty yet. If the guy dies from the coma, then we kill the guy. If the guy's better, then he pays money. So the Gemara says, "Hey, Chidam, what's the case? Now it can't be that he wasn't warned because there will be no death penalty. It must be that he's warned. And the Gemara is assuming that warning for death is warning for anything less severe than that. Warning for lashes as well, which means that you should get lashes, lashes and money. The pasuk says that you just pay. So the Gemara says the exact same questions we just had. Mask of a couple problems. First of all, how do you know that warning for death is the equivalent of warning for lashes as well? Maybe not. Maybe if, if the guy dies, you get killed. And if the guy doesn't die, you don't get lashes because maybe warning for you need to be warned for lashes, not warned for death. Isn't this a punch in the face of, of course, but, but you have to be warned to get lashes. You technically were not warned for lashes. I was warned for death. Okay, warned for lashes, you hit him, he doesn't die, you still have some... True, you have to pay. You have to pay. No, of course you have to pay. The question is, should you get lashes as well? Now, you were never warned for lashes. You were warned for death. The question is, is warning for death the equivalent? The Gemara says, maybe not. Also, if you were warned for death, shouldn't you know that if you well, die, you're still going to Maybe, something? or maybe it's, you're right, or maybe it's a technicality that it just doesn't work. You if need you to be warned. This guy doesn't die, you're, get you're, you're right if, if the purpose of warning is just knowledge, perhaps. But it could be. But you could legitimately say, I was not warned for lashes. I'm not getting punished unless I was warned. If you were warned that you're going to get, you're going to get death penalty if he dies. I don't know what would be if he doesn't a, die. Would be if no, but, but if he doesn't. True, I have to get money. But I don't know about lashes. lashes. Because I was not warned for lashes. That's the Gemara Shiloh. Okay. Do you need to be specifically warned for that thing? The Gemara also says, Again, also the question, how do you know that lashes is worse than death? Maybe death is worse than lashes. Maybe lashes is worse than death. Maybe torture is worse than death. And the Gemara then rejects it. There's a difference between being tortured for a long time and 39 lashes, which you know is an end. So the Gemara, okay. How do we reject this proof? The rejection for another rejection is Maskavla Mari Mimai de Mimezid Vinaka Mikatla Dil Mashaigig Vinaka Megadlus. Kasha. also you're assuming that in this Pasuk where the guy goes into coma and then he dies, he, he dies from the coma that he would get the death penalty? Maybe not. Maybe we're talking about a case where it was accidental. Accidental murder doesn't get you the death penalty. You have to go to Gullus. How did you accidentally kill him? You you didn't intend to kill him. You you no you you wanted to hit him no you wanted to hit him you didn't want to kill him you, if you if you if you hit you have this sometimes you have, you have someone's older and you push him you wanted to push him and he falls and he happens to fall and he breaks his neck and he dies I didn't tell him there's there's attempted murder and then there's then there's you know so the Gemara says how do you know that this entire parish is dealing with murder that's intentional where there's warning and the death penalty maybe this is talking about accidental and if the guy dies you have to go to Gaulus but in which case this entire parsha there's no warning for anything this entire thing doesn't start kasha it's a good kasha
Okay, the last sugya before we stop. And that is, um, okay, there is a concept, okay, uh, a couple things to remember. There's a concept called kimle bidiramine. Again, that means that if someone does an avera that has with it death and money, you don't have to pay for the money. Meaning, if someone um, shoots somebody and kills him, and at the same time rips his shirt, you do not have to pay for the rip shirt. It's a special halacha that whenever you have the death penalty and money, the death penalty will cover all financial requirements. You don't also have to pay. Fine. Now, that, that's proof from our Mishnah, because our Mishnah said that if a man rapes, let's say, his mother, so you're going to get the death penalty. You don't have to pay the financial responsibilities for rape because the death penalty will cover. That's called Kim Lebed Fine. We had a problem. The problem was our Mishnah says that if a man... Uh, let's say rapes his sister, he has to pay. There are financial responsibilities for payments. The problem is there's also lashes, and you can't get both. So we had different approaches to understand, do you give lashes, do you give money, but it can't be both. Because we're assuming that when there's money and la- there's lashes and money, you don't get both. The Gemara says, maybe uh, we follow the Shita of Rameir. Rameir holds, you do get both. Meaning, maybe our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rameir, that you get both. That's the opinion of Rameir. Oh, he definitely deserves both. Rameir feels you get both. So the Gemara says, Rish Lakish Omar, Rish Lakish answers the original question. Again, the question is that our Mishnah says money. The Mishnah Kedushan says lashes. You can't get both, so which one is real? The answer is they're both real. And it follows from Mayor that you get lashes and money. Our Mishnah follows from Mayor. To Omar, Laiku Mashali. Oh, so it follows from Mayor. Now here's the problem. The problem is Rav Mayor does not believe in Kimle Bidramine. Rav Mayor's Shita is seemingly. That if you do something that gets you the death penalty and money, you get both. The problem is our Mishnah does not hold that way. Because our Mishnah said that if a person, it's clear from our Mishnah, that if a person would rape a woman that would get him the death penalty, he would not have to pay. Because the death penalty would cover it. Because Kim but the Ramine. And now you're telling me that our Mishnah is following Rameyer. The problem is Rameyer does not believe in that. Rameyer seemingly holds you get all punishments always. So how can our Mishnah be Rav Meir? If our Mishnahs are Meir, then you should get the you should get you should have to pay in all scenarios, even when there's a death penalty, because our Meir seemingly holds that even when there's a death penalty, you also have to pay. The Gemara says, "Wait a minute, Rav Meir, Nami. If it's our Meir, then even if you rape your daughter, which is the death penalty, which our Mishnah said you don't have to pay because the death penalty covers it, according to Meir, you'd have to pay also." So how could Rameir be the author of our Mishnah? How do I know that Rameir holds that even when you get the death penalty and payment, you have to do both? I mean, how do you know that Rameir doesn't believe in Kimli Bidaramani? How do you know that Rameir believes that when you get the death penalty and money, you have to pay also? So I'll prove it to you. Ganav v'tavach b'Shabbos. You steal someone's sheep and you slaughter it on Shabbos. So you desecrated Shabbos, which is the death penalty. You stole his sheep, which is money. What would I say? You don't have to pay. Or, You steal Simon's sheep, and you slaughter it as an idol worship. So again, idol worship is the death penalty. But you stole a sheep, which is money. I would say you don't have to pay, because the death penalty covers it. Or, or you stole you stole a sharaniskal. A sharaniskal is an animal that's supposed to get stoned, and you uh, slaughter it. The Gemara will analyze that in a moment. The halacha is, in all these cases... Uh, you have to pay. Even though you have the death penalty, you have to pay. Who's the author of that? Rameir. The Chacham and Poitrin. And Chacham say your potter. So you see that Rameir does not believe in Kim Lebed Ramine because that's why he holds that if you steal a sheep on Shabbos and slaughter it, 
even though you have a death penalty for Chil Shabbos, you have the money, you have to pay also. So how could you say that Ramir is the author of a mission? Ramir doesn't believe in Kim Levi Rabbeinu. The answer is, yes, he does. Ramir does believe in Kim Levi Rabbeinu. Everyone believes in Kim Levi Rabbeinu. So why does he hold that if you steal a sheep and slaughter it on Shabbos, that you have to pay? You know what the answer is? The Gemara says, you know what the case is? The case is not what you thought. You thought the case was that I stole a sheep on Shabbos and slaughtered it. No. Because in that case, I have the death penalty and money at the same time. The case is, I told you, I told John, hey, steal a sheep from me and slaughter it on Shabbos. So John slaughtered on Shabbos, John gets the death penalty. I have to pay. Now here's a strange thing. I have to pay because I told you to steal? Because you were my shliach. Ein shliach Meaning, I told Laufer, I said, hey, do me a favor. Steal that guy's sheep. Slaughter on Shabbos. He's like, I got you. No, no problem. So he slaughters it on Shabbos. He gets the death penalty. Sorry. But I have to pay. That's what mayor says. I have to pay. Yeah, because you're, you're Michal Shabbos. I, I wasn't Michal Shabbos. I was a shliach. Shliach works for one, not for the other. But the question is, why do I have to pay? You never, if I send you to do an Avera in general, I know I don't get punished. You can say, but, but he told me to do it. Yeah, but God but God told you, told you not to. The Gemara says, whenever there's a rule, right? I tell you, don't wear tefillin. And then you don't wear tefillin. You go up to Shemayim, and Hashem's like, well, why didn't you wear tefillin? You're like, don't punish me. He punished Avi. He told me not to. You know what Hashem says? I told you to wear tefillin. Avi told you not to. Who should you listen to? You should listen to God. So anytime someone sends you to do an Avera, we don't punish the, the sender, we punish the messenger, because he's the one who did it. So over here, I told you to steal a sheep. So you, you desecrated Shabbos, you get the death penalty. But I have to pay. Why should I have to pay? Oh, Because he, he stole it. He stole the sheep. He should have to pay, or whatever. It should be covered. Why should I have to pay? Because you sent him. He shouldn't listen to me. This is the one time where we actually punish the sender. We actually send, we say, you shouldn't have sent him. Why? The Gemara says, so he sins and I have to punish, I get punished. The Pasuk says when it comes to paying for the sheep, it says you sold it or you slaughtered it. Every time you sell, it involves someone else, which means also the stealing, the slaughtering also involves someone else, meaning you're paying even if it involves someone else. It's a special, uh, it's the exception to the rule. He has a different source of why you have to pay the person who sent it as a base. The word extra oi tells you that. Okay, these are all the exceptions. Now here's the, here's the problem. Here's the strange thing. It's, it's a quick answer, quick question, quick answer. If I were to slaughter the sheep on Shabbos, would I have to pay? No, because I get the death penalty and that covers it. But I sent you to do it, I have to pay. Because I I sent you. But, any, but, but you're like an extension of me. Like if I would do it myself, I wouldn't have to pay. But I send you, you're like, you're an extension of me. Usually, the... Oh, so the Gemara... Exactly. Exactly. So the Gemara says, Maskov of Marizutra, Where do we find the concept where if I would do it myself, I wouldn't have to pay. But I do it through you, you have to, I have to pay then. Usually, sending a shliach is just an extension of yourself. And if I don't have to pay because of Kim Levi the Ramine, then why do I have to pay when I send you? And the answer is very obvious. The answer is... When I do it by myself, the reason it's not that I don't have to pay. It's not like, oh, I have no financial obligation. The death penalty covers it. 
when I send it through you, so I'm not getting the death penalty, of course I have to pay. Meaning it's not like, it's like, oh, I don't have to pay, so why do I have to pay when I send it through a shlich? The reason why you don't have to pay is not because you, you have no financial obligations. Like you said, you have recourse. You have, to, you, have to, you have to make amends. It's just that when you get the death penalty also, the death penalty covers it. But when I send it through you, so you're getting the death penalty, so I have to pay. And it makes sense because I have no death penalty covering it. Every time you do the Averi, someone's got to pay. So if you do the death penalty, it covers it. But if not, not. Now, we'll end with this kasha, and that is that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow. All right, sure, let's stop here. Whew. Stop the recording. Recording stopped. This